Hello guys, my name is Kai Ashford Hadley uh, from Naked Devs and I'm here with Tim Ruswick, the creator of Battlebound Tactics and also master YouTuber. You're just like, content produce is ridiculous. <laughs> master YouTuber. I would <laughs> say that. called that before. Yeah, <laughs> Put it, stick it to your title. Yeah. We'll <laughs> um, go with that. And, uh, and this is Solo Game Devs Podcast, uh, where we meet other solo game devs around the world, uh, especially during these crazy times where we're all locked indoors. So, um, Tim, let's jump straight into the first question. Uh, Battlebound Tactics is on your wish list. It's, uh, oh, sorry, it's, it's wish list available. Um, tell me a little bit about it. Tell me how it works. Um, so, Battleborn Tactics is a game. It's a tactics game uh, that stems from my love of other tactics games like XCOM. But it came about because I, I, I while I love XCOM and I love these really complex strategy games, uh, I don't like learning them, and it, <laughs> it, there's so many games that I just haven't played because I look at screenshots and I'm just like, that's gonna take too long to figure out what the hell all those menus mean. And it's like I want to, I, I really, really enjoy strategy games, but like, you know, I, for whatever reason, I, I don't want to invest the time. So I'm trying to make a, a strategy game that's like interesting and deep, but at the same time, like very approachable and very casual. Mm. And uh, like some of my, my best memories as a kid are playing the pokemon card game with my brother we used to go to pokemon tournaments all the time and pokemon is a is a fantastic example of a of an approachable but deep strategy game right yeah. like it's 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 very easy to understand but it's it's very deep when you want to get into it there's a lot to like get into and so this game is kind of that it's kind of we were talking before about it's kind of like chess meets uh pokemon in a way so that's yeah. kind of where we're at so do you collect uh other barn animals in the similar way to pokemon yes so that's one of the cool things about it is every unit in the game is capturable for your team oh, cool. uh and so all the units do different things they have different move patterns they have different targeting patterns uh, and then they have different abilities and stuff too um and any unit including all the bosses are capturable through kind of our whole little capture system and the cool thing about this is it's a it's a procedurally generated roguelike in in the sense that like it's a run-based game, so when you uh, capture a unit, that unit then automatically unlocks uh, for your next run, so you can start your next run with that unit as part of your oh, team. Oh, I see. Uh, and yeah, it's kind of like you, you. It's kind of like Pokemon with permadeath in a way, <laughs> where it's like, like once your unit's dead, it's dead for that run. But like capturing other stuff gives you a chance to like play through it next right. run. Right. And so each run, really you, can, you progress further and further. Is that right? And you unlock different things. Uh, I, I think it's. I mean, yeah, because you'll get, you'll learn the units better. You'll learn, you'll gain access to more units. You'll gain access to more utility. Um, I, I'm trying to make the game like it's, it's a soup, like it's called Battle Barn Tactics, right? And there's a bunch of barn animals, and the, the art is very bright and cutesy. Mm. So I'm very cognizant of that. I'm trying not to basically make the mistake I'm trying to avoid with like <laughs> game of <laughs> Stellaris, which I love very much, but it's just, there's too much there. There's too much. It's yeah. too much, right? And it's just, crazy and so i'm trying to I'm trying to peel that back a little bit to where technically you probably could beat the game on your first run if you if you know enough about tactics and and that kind of stuff but i'm also building it in a way where the fun and the the long-term uh, engagement of the game doesn't come necessarily from skill it comes from really crazy synergies mm. uh or really unique uh you know uh, unit types that kind of feed off of each other 
Yeah. Uh, so different teams can give you a completely different experience. Yeah, yeah. So it comes from that that collecting and that growing with the combination of your team as an experience, not necessarily just how quickly can you beat the game. Uh, what made you go to Steam? I, I remember in one of your YouTube videos, you're talking about you launched your, your previous game on itch.io and this time you've gone to Steam. And and the from what I can see of this game, it looks very kind of suited to a mobile platform. So um, I might be wrong here but like tell me your thoughts you're insulting my game How dare you call it mobile game? i didn't say that it, it does that that's feedback i get quite a bit yeah so why but steam you're asking then? why steam yeah um steam okay so i i launched on itch uh my last game Philophobia, and that was more of an experiment well okay so i've learned a lot about myself with this whole process <laughs> of solo gaming and to be completely honest with you, if we're just sharing sharing our hearts here, yeah, let's open up. Um, I think I think there's a little bit of fear there. I really do. Like I looked at it as an experiment because everybody said, "Hey, you should go to Steam. You should ignore all these other platforms. Steam is the biggest. It's going to give you the most bang for your buck." And I said, "No, I want to go to Itch." But I think I wanted to experiment. I wanted to do that because no one had done that before. No one had like really like done a full scale like launch on itch like they had done on steam like everybody does it on steam but like nobody really does it on itch it's just kind of for game jam games or whatever yeah so i wanted to try that but i think deep down there was a, there was a part of me that that was saying like steam is for the big boys right and like if if i go there and i put in all of my effort and i fail it's going to make me feel stupid so like at mm. least if i go to itch then like i can kind of i don't know make like, whatever i do is going to kind of succeed there, yeah i guess yeah, like the bare, um, even if I get the bare minimum, I've still done good. Yeah, I know that feel. Right, on yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I do think there was some of that subconsciously going on because I think there was definitely like a fear of just going all in and launching on Steam. But also there was like a, that that game was like my first commercial game. That game also took me four years. Uh, it was, it's a game called like Phallophobia. It's mm. about the fear of love. It was based on a breakup. It's got some deep, dark stuff. It's, it's a game where love is literal hell, right? Yeah. So it's like, touchy feely darky darky stressy bad stuff um and so there was like a there was like a barrier not only was it like the first commercial game launch right that's the biggest barrier for everybody like actually do, doing the thing for the first time but then there's also like the this is all of my negative emotions and then on top of that this is like the, the ultimate creation this is this is like all of me poured into a thing and now people are going to choose whether they like it or hate it just exposing um, yourself and steam is steam can be toxic like steam comments yeah, can be harsh yeah. so you know there's there's just a lot going on man and then on top of that just like i was working on that game till the date the night night before mm. i launched the game with a game breaking bug i had to <laughs> ship a patch and then when i shipped a patch the day of uh to fix the game breaking bug uh, I lo I shipped the patch with invincibility mode. <laughs> I had to ship another patch to take out invincibility mode in the precision platform. So it was just it was a series of stuff. And I I'm although I do kind of feel like I messed with my sales a little bit doing that because then when I did launch on Steam, um, everybody already had the game right mm. in my audience. So yeah. and then and then Steam works on an algorithm too. So then if you don't get that initial burst, you don't get spread out to more people and then. Yeah all that stuff i do think i messed with my sales a little bit but at the same time like the game was not ready for steam man it wasn't <laughs> even ready for like people to play yeah. but like i picked a launch date and i like did the best of my ability uh and you know i did it yeah but that's like remarkable in its own right and 
what I've realized when I speak to a lot of um, solo developers, it's always a four to five year journey and it's never, it's never ready. Like (laughs) it's it's, still not ready. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. Um, I I think distinctness is, is really, really important these days with marketing, you know, like you have to, someone has to be able to look at your game and not confuse it with another game. Like if they, if they look at a screenshot of your game and it's possible to confuse it with another game, I think you're going to have a hard time marketing it. I also think like you, it needs to be gift worthy. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because like I went through after I launched Philophobia on Itch, I started working on a, a game called Cypherpunk, which was a stealth hacking roguelike. And I spent nine months on that. And then in January, I had to go back to Philophobia to get it ready for Steam and build a bunch of menus. And like I added a bunch of features and stuff. Uh, and then when I when I got done with that, I was like, I, I started looking like really thinking about a launch for Cypherpunk, right? And I realized that like, when I put it in a GIF, um, or even it actually came up in the trailer, but then it also came up with GIFs. Like I had to record footage of the trailer, and I'm just looking at it. I'm just like, this looks amazing. Like the feedback I got on the game all the time is like, this looks amazing, but I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> so mm. like, as an artist, I feel amazing. But then I started realizing like, as I'm trying to build these little clips, it's it's not gifable because the game itself is not clear enough on what it is. Yeah, and after nine months of just kind of, uh, even though it looked interesting in a GIF, it's it's not clear what the game is yeah. when you look at it. And so I think that part is super super important. And that's a big contrast to like Battleborn Tactics, where it's like well, with a GIF you get the game. Yeah, you kind of you just get you get what it is. You can imagine all the other stuff. Your brain can fill in all the other holes. Just yeah. kind of seeing me move a dude on a chessboard yeah right? like in you seconds just, you get it yeah especially because yeah. the the effect that you do and I, I think it's a really good game feel effect you demonstrate the attack um with an icon as well and it um right. and in that immediately that feedback you're like oh okay there has been damage that's happened because it's it, it looks like a swipe or it looks like an attack um and so that you don't need any more information you don't need you just you've moved him he bobs, uh, the effect comes up, and it's like, oh, some damage has happened. I, I get yeah. that. <laughs> and now, granted, nine months working on Cyberpunk taught me a ton about that kind of stuff, right? The yeah. direct feedback. I It was so painful to watch people play my game on video because they did not know what the hell was going on or where to go or what mm-hmm. to do. And it's like, that affects me as a designer, right? Like, it makes yeah. me, it makes me, like, cringe and, like, oh, no, they, like... They... They're trying to play my thing. They like me. They enjoy my stuff. They want to play it, yeah. but they can't because yeah. this game is just not good at teaching them how to play it. Yeah, it's uh, a... so I went opposite end of the spectrum with this new one. It's it's like linear learning curve, right? Like it, you know, making sure that they're learning. Uh, they under like they learn something new and they they reinforce it and they learn something new and they reinforce it. As long as that goes linear, right. they're able to absorb the information and it becomes. Um, fun addictive that kind of stuff the second that it's like a steep learning curve you'll get people that go past it i mean look at eve online right <laughs> like, right oh oh dude eve online is another one that i just like i want to play it so bad but yeah. i i can't even comprehend it yeah uh no but cypherpunk taught me it kind of gave me the perspective i have now of like i was so i was so after like depth and strategic depth like i wanted to make a good strategy game i've always enjoyed strategy games i i wanted to make like a a game that just really required thought and just, you know, uh, 
strategy, really. And it just, I focused so much on depth that I forgot about the usability part of it. Yeah. And I forgot about that if, if people can't understand it and play it, they'll never get to the depth. And that leads me on to a question I wanted to ask you, which I've been very, very interested in. You, uh, so you and I have very similar backgrounds. I, um, I'm a game designer, but I also went heavy into marketing. I had my own marketing agency um, and then stopped that and then started being a marketing manager for a few companies after I had a child. And you did too. What I want to know, the, the, the things I want to know is, what first, what got you into game development? And how are you surviving? <laughs> like, like, how do you <laughs> keep yourself afloat through building 30 games and taking, yeah, yeah, just how? I've been making games since I was a kid. Uh, it was something I've always loved to do. Like, right along with my Pokemon cards, I had a notebook that, like, was about my card game and the card game I was making. And I would take the Pokemon cards and I'd be like, well, what if, what if we put them on a grid, right? And then we did, like, you could only attack, like, the back row or something like that. I was always, like, inventing stuff like that. Uh, but what stopped me was everybody around me said, Tim, you got to go get a real job, okay? You got to go to college. Yeah. You stop messing around with those video games and stuff. Those aren't going to get you anywhere. So I had it drilled into my head that, like, I could, it just wasn't feasible. And I, I even tried, like, I didn't want to go to college, but, like, my dad always told me, like, you're not going to be anything unless you go to college. Like, this was just, that was playing over and over in my head. So, like, I went and I found a college that, like, did, uh, game and simulation programming which i went for but like three and a half years in i was just like this is this is stupid like i'm i'm able to do this more on my own than i, I made, i've made more games than my teachers at this point and it's just it's stupid to like go here so i dropped out six months from graduation kind of just as like a a rebel move hmm. like haha dad what now <laughs> six months from graduation like i dropped out what are you gonna do about it um but then also just kind of like it's just it just it didn't make any sense to me and i was at the time when i dropped out i had i was working on this engine called fps creator um which had come out which is by the game creators and it was basically a drag and drop fps engine which blew my mind at the time because i was like i was really into halo mm. and the fact that i could just drag and drop my own levels and make this game was really really cool but one of the things i hated about it was because it was a drag and drop engine you couldn't really make your own thing you just kind of made a different version of their assets right they had pre-made hallways and stuff and you only use their space always and so i started poking around the engine i started realizing like all of their assets have these similar script files and they have these similar like stat sheets and all this stuff and so i built a program that would allow me to import my own assets mm. uh and then a bunch of people requested it so i actually put it on sale um and i've talked about this a bit but like the first time i sold it i sold it for five dollars and nobody bought it. Yes, I remember uh, this. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, continue. <laughs> and then, like, later on, like, I did research and marketing. I read a bunch of books. And then I was like, okay, well, what if I sell for $30? And then I did. And then it just it blew up. And I made a ton of money doing mm. it because uh, everybody needed it. But, like, apparently they thought it was bad at $5, but they thought it was good at 30 So, anyway, like, uh, yeah. that whole thing kind of got me on a tangent off of marketing. And then I learned to deal with the... Um, so, you started your own marketing development company. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, so, my... My dad knew somebody in LA that um, owned a property development company and they needed people to do websites and marketing. And I was like, well, I can do that. I did this for this, check it out. I made my program. And then they hired me, but like 
suddenly that they had like 18 properties and they needed like websites for all of them and they needed seo for all of them and they needed all this stuff that i had no idea how to do yeah but i was just like trial by fire figuring it all out yeah. and then like when i did i like that was a fantastic kind of springboard because now suddenly like anybody i wanted to get as a client i have like 18 things in my portfolio to show them right and yeah. all these different properties and stuff like that um and then every time somebody asked me if i could do something and that I didn't know how to do. I'd just be like, "Yeah, of course we can do that. Sure, you need you need ad adwords. We'll figure that out. You need Facebook ads. Sure, we could do that." And that kind of led. And then I sold that company in 2015, uh, and then got super depressed <laughs> because not only did I I hated the marketing company because it just got too. Mm. It was just I just. I don't know. I, and I was, I didn't really understand the concept of saying no to clients either. Yep. Like I thought like if somebody offers you money for something, like you just got to take it. Right. Yep. And then you, so after I sold the company, like it felt the breath of fresh air, but at the same time it was like, uh Oh, what did I just do? <laughs> like that was how that was like my whole life. And now it's like not here anymore. Uh, and so I went on this epic, huge, long road trip uh, where I just drove across the country and wow. I stopped everywhere. I always wanted to go. And on like it was amazing but at the same time like it was just like i was soul searching mm. and uh after like i think it was it had to be like six months to a year i like remembered that like hey this thing that i used to get joy out of i don't do anymore yeah make video games right like i used to that was the my favorite part of my whole childhood and i just had stopped doing the thing that i loved why why was that because somebody told me i couldn't yeah uh be that, so like, i did <laughs> that's exactly what everyone that's that happens all the time uh in game development across most um arts fields is someone says you need to get your shit together and yeah. the story i hear it, from everybody from from you from peter dinklage uh, the um from all these actors and, and these arts uh arts people is they went you know what no this time, I'm going to follow my passion. And by following your passion, it leads to things that genuinely mean something to you. And you're happier. Right. Even if you have no money, you're at least happier. Like, Well, I think there's something to say about the not following your passion at first, too. Right? Like yeah. doing the thing that everyone else says you can do. Because then you really viscerally learn why you shouldn't. Yeah. And why you all along and you really understand that and so you have the confidence when someone says no you should go this way you say no i shouldn't i don't want to go that way i've been that way and like i didn't have like there's such a sense of self-worth and self-confidence that just like i'm i'm listening to these other people because i don't believe in myself enough to listen to me yeah right yeah but by going through that whole path and realizing they were wrong all along anyway and that like i you know this whole process like i should have just been doing the thing that i loved uh, it teaches you to kind of trust yourself a little bit. Yeah. Like you, you were right. You, you, you were on the right path. But at the same time, like I can't say I would undo my whole marketing journey either, because, dude, as an introvert, like being forced to like, I had severe phone anxiety when mm. when someone would call, my I would have like a heart attack, and and a lot of times I would have to silence the phone, and I would have to email the person, mm. um, like stuff like that. I was like incapable of like interacting with humans and that's kind of like where I was. And so like you get in a situation where you got to pay the bills and the only way to do that is to like talk to people and meet with people and like, and then convince them to give you money. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty good at like, you know, kind of breaking you out of your shell a little bit and it took a long time, but like 
everything that I've learned there has transferred over uh, fantastically to to game dev. Oh yeah, for sure. We we actually had a similar journey. So I built a game, um, tried to release it, made no money, and then went. Uh, why didn't I do? Why didn't I make any money from my game? And went, oh, it's this thing called marketing. How does that work? And then I, I then went out and went to this like local, uh, this online. It's kind of like Craigslist, but it, yeah, equivalent of Craigslist for a show. Do you have Gumtree, America? Yeah, yeah, cool. So it's Gumtree. I went to Gumtree and I just emailed all these people who said they're like looking for a marketing. Uh, looking for someone in marketing. I just emailed every single one of them and said, hey, yeah, I do marketing. Um, uh, and then they called me in and they said, can we do like a, an interview and, and for a job? And I was like, oh, I'm looking at starting up my own agency. So maybe we look at it in a different perspective. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, sure. Do you know AdWords? Do you know any of this? I was like, sure. Went home. Yeah, I just I do. Like, totally. <laughs> like, so I ended up with like 13, uh, 13 different clients. Um uh, and part of stopping it and, and getting, you know, a real job, um, was because I had a, I had a baby coming on the way and with these 13 clients like you, I didn't know how to say no. So I had these people calling me on Sunday and yeah. every, almost every Sunday I was just like working till midnight, you know, someone would need oh. something or, or they didn't understand how SEO worked or AdWords worked and that, why haven't I got any clients? And I go in there and I show them their leads almost every week. Um, but that knowledge of marketing, I think if you're ever going to go off on a real job and not focus on being a solo game developer, marketing is a very good real job to go like <laughs> do. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm very mixed on it. Cause like exactly what you said with the client thing yeah. made me hate life. Oh yeah. It made me gain oh, yeah. 50 pounds. Yeah. It made me dread it, it i i think um you know i'm self-diagnosed so I'm, i don't know but i i think it gave me a form of cptsd sure uh with uh association of like the the phone yep. ringtones yeah when i would wake up and stuff like that uh it was terrifying and like when i when i look at my life now um i work maybe four to five hours a day I, my phone never goes off of silent. Yeah. It's like, it's, I don't even, I come to it when I want to interact with it. Yeah. Uh, it's very chill. And like, I never check email. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I've lost a lot of money by never checking email. <laughs> Let me just say that. Like, <laughs> there is a ton of money in my inbox, especially like when it comes to YouTube and people always want to sponsor videos and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, but I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate, I hate it. And I realized that the, like, I spent so much time focusing on the money, trying to build the company. And, and I realized the money was never really the thing that I wanted. Yes. The money was the thing I thought I needed. Yeah. Right. Like I, I thought I needed it to like buy the lifestyle that I wanted. And I, but I think it was like the four hour work week and a couple other books that I yep. read where it was like, it kind of painted the picture of like, no, you don't need to be a millionaire to have a relaxed, chill lifestyle. Mm. You just need to be able to pay your bills in a semi passive way. Right. Like yeah. that's not that doesn't require a constant time for money exchange. Yeah. Um, so what do you do that now? That kind of changed my perspective. Like, how do you is, do you earn enough from YouTube to survive? Like, how do you keep yourself afloat now? Oh, as long as you're comfortable saying. Yeah, no, no, totally. So um, in the beginning, there was no revenue. So like two years I spent. So when I when I went on my road trip, uh, what I ended up doing was um, it was like Mother's Day and I was in like New Orleans and my mom was in Florida. 
Uh, so I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll head there for Mother's Day. And then I got here and I hung out with my mom and I just, it was a breath of fresh air. Uh, cause I was just like, you know, I had spent like the last five years just hustling and grinding so hard. And then just to come home to like somebody that legitimately like loved me. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Sleep on the couch till two. Yeah. Yeah. Tim do, you know, yeah. it was just like, wait, what? <laughs> it was just like. It was like it helped me like decompress and then i met my girlfriend nicole and then i like started hanging out with some of my friends from high school because i went to two years of high school here mm. in florida uh and i was just like and then there's like the beach and i was like oh whoa like life doesn't have to be super anxiety stressful right yeah yeah and then so i you know i had a little bit of money from selling my company and stuff like that so i just kind of never left florida and then i was in the advantage position of having all of these clients in LA paying LA prices given Florida living costs and LA client costs. It worked out really, really well for a long time. <laughs> uh, Cause I was just like, this seems kind of broken. Like, I feel like I'm cheating the system here, but like, you know, it's, yeah. it's working. Um, so I did that, but then like, I didn't really maintain it. So the clients just kind of twiddled down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then as I was doing that, I was also doing YouTube uh, and YouTube was slowly growing. Right. Um, and then, so I launched uh, Patreon. I started going on Twitch now. Um, this past year or two, uh, Patreon. And so b- between Twitch and YouTube, I make probably three, $400 a month, something like that. So it's yeah. not much at all. Like yeah. just from ads, uh, Patreon, is a is a bigger chunk but it's not all of that combined is not enough to quite cover the costs yeah. but with philophobia launch uh with a big chunk there and um various things that happen like i sell t-shirts or whatever um and the big chunks from the game sales it it it's close it's not <laughs> quite there it's not quite sustainable but it's close yeah, yeah. of like making x amount of dollars per month and then making um big chunks that kind of fill in the gaps uh yeah. with the game releases so yeah you're... i'm not quite sustainable but, but soon with savings and with all of this stuff it's it's been i've been lucky enough for the past year to just devote my time full time to yeah. uh youtube and to game dev yeah 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 that's awesome man like and i think uh i think that's it right it's just like it takes a lot of steps before you get into a position where you can just devote all your time to it but if you just take those steps however fast or slow you can then you'll get there you'll reach that goal right and that's awesome i'm like yeah it it takes a it people are not prepared i think that's one of the biggest things in in both starting a business but also in game dev is like it really is just time it's just time you have to give yourself the time to figure it out like i posted a video a while back called let yourself be a beginner Hmm. and people they don't like to do that in art they don't like to do that with content creation they don't like to do that with business Hmm. they don't want to let themselves be a beginner they want to quit their job start a company and then be self-sustaining that's not how it works like there's a lot of stuff that goes into that and and you're going to fail a bunch but every time you fail you learn a little bit Hmm. uh and you're eventually going to fail it till you nail it you know? that's it like, that's it it, just, it takes the time all right so i'm gonna go into this thing called the debug round it's a series of short random questions for you um they're all a little bit weird just warning you <laughs> i'm down for weird questions let's do it all right so here we go is cereal soup no <laughs> okay why not 
Because it's not hot. Ooh. Is there such thing as cold soup? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that seems weird to me. Is a hot dog a sandwich? That's that's exactly the, the, that's the question. <laughs> um, what's what's a secret conspiracy you'd like to solve? Uh, aliens are the creators of the human race. Done. Awesome. Uh, I'm, I'll start another hashtag. Hashtag aliens created. Uh, what's the most ridiculous fact you know? Um, I think the fact that I can't think of a fact is a fact, and that's ridiculous. It's such a hard question. Uh, in 40 years from now, what will people be nostalgic for? uh the good old days of social media before it ruined everybody's life <laughs> yeah yeah that's good i reckon especially on, on that tangent i reckon with uh when we start getting things like google glasses and more ar like <laughs> social media is going to be really heavy yeah. and you'll be walking back in my day we could turn it off <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 back in my day we didn't have uh contact lenses that showed us your <laughs> facebook status um all right if animals could talk which would be the rudest uh, duck. Why? They are evil. <laughs> really? They're just... I almost got attacked by one the other day. They're just... You come near them, they stick out their wings, they will run at you. They're vicious. <laughs> I guess we have chilled ducks here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. The ones here look like the mutant zombies. They have like these red faces and they're like evil. Oh, and they hiss. We which have, is terrifying. We have nice little brown ones. Um, <laughs> in one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? everybody's thoughts whether they're qualified or not mm. oh that's deep that's good <laughs> all right uh how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant 117 <laughs> the specificity a specific <laughs> of that answer set like not a not 116 like it would just be one off for being that's able to... how many it takes yeah i gotta I gotta give accurate answers here. That's it. Uh, what's something people mis uh, seem to misunderstand about you? People think I'm trying to be a guru, and really, I'm just trying to build a community of people. Mm. Uh, because I've lived my life alone, and I like to, I, I want to build a community of people. That's really all I want. Like, I don't really care about anything else except for building a community of like-minded people that want to help each other out, do the yeah. things we love. Yeah, that's evident on your Discord. That's so evident on your Good. Discord. Good. Like, I when I do not your... the YouTube comments, maybe because I read <laughs> some of those and I'm just like, these guys don't get me. <laughs> but yeah, Discord, I agree, is a good culture, and re I think we've captured that vibe a little bit. Yeah, I think so. When I when um when I'm ever on your Discord, I actually forget sometimes that it's has a relation to your YouTuber and you as an individual because there's just so much activity on there, left, right, and center that I. I'm just like in this entire really beautiful ecosystem. Your Discord's amazing. And I, I try and keep it that way, not to get on a tangent, but like, yeah. yeah, like a lot of a lot of YouTubers have like, hey guys, I posted a new video. Hey guys, I did this. Hey, like they, but I'm really trying to build a community of game devs. And as a result, yeah. like I don't want to tag everybody 18 million times about all my stuff. That's it. Yeah. No, I love it. All right. What's something you're curious about right now? Um, The depth to complexity ratio of strategy games <laughs> yep okay it's fascinating because there's like a sweet spot where you've got a deep interesting game but it's not complex 
Whereas like you can, it's always easy to add depth by adding complexity, but by finding a good ratio where it's deep enough, but it's not complex and hard to learn. It's, it's fascinating to me. And I've been experimenting with thousands of ways to do it. Yeah. I love that. Uh, what's something you failed at? I think it'd be easier question to answer what's something I haven't failed at. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I've failed at everything. And that's what my entire YouTube channel is about. It's yeah. like, hey, guys, I messed some shit up. I broke some shit. Here's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I was going to say, I was just going to reference your channel because I remember uh, the moment that you just talk, you're just like listing out your failures. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's so good. All right. Um, and what's something you regretted saying in this podcast? That's the last question uh nothing i've i've learned to i've learned to really be open and honest because i think we we live in an age of of social media and fakery and just this perception of people's highlight reels and i think we need to be a little more open that's why i share my revenue and that's why i share you know stuff that nobody wants to talk about because i think openness and honesty and authenticity is really really important and we don't get enough of it all right my last segment is called early release and basically you, you've been tasked to come up with an idea of a video game that can be built in a weekend. What would it be and how would it play? Um, I've done this many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I'm equipped for it. Right now, the idea that I've been obsessed with is uh, a tactics game with uh, customizable mechs, which I, I mentioned. It's, it's mm-hmm. something that I've written down. Um, either that or I'll, I'll give you another idea that I haven't brought up. One of the games that I want to make at some point that I think would be pull off in a weekend is um, a game where you assemble uh, robots, but you assemble them from pieces that have their own AI logic, and then you connect those pieces. So, for example, um, if there's a sensor that's it's a proximity sensor, and you put it on your robot, then you you drag and drop a wire from that to the gun, which would make the gun fire every time oh. something comes into proximity. That is cool. And you cool. build robots that way where like they're completely autonomous and then you put them in an arena and they fight somebody else's robot. Yeah. That you don't actually touch. Yeah. Um, so that's something I've been like really obsessing about. Um, and it sucks because like that's it sucks being in the middle of development because like I have a thousand ideas I want to jump on but like I got to stick to the stupid barn animal <laughs> <laughs> and get this, get this over with that I could do all the cool robot mech stuff. If you could nominate two people or one person, if you can't think of two, that should be on our podcast at some time in the future, who would it be and what question would you ask them? I would definitely say you should talk to Jonas Tyroller. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, and I would ask him, when will you snail is going to ship? Because I've been excited for that game. No, I'll just go with Jonas. I think Jonas is a good person to talk to. Uh, yeah i started this um charity uh or non-for-profit organization ages ago um uh where we send physical nipple stickers to people and it was meant to be breast cancer awareness uh now it it did really well it did so well that i couldn't actually afford the um postage so (laughs) i stopped doing it because postage from australia is insane um but what I'm doing on my podcast is I'm giving away for every every person that's on here, you, you get one sticker of your choice. So these are the three choices you have. Um, t- I like the shiny one. Done. All right. It's yours. So awesome. I'll be sending that in the mail to you. And uh, yeah, 
you get our, our signature <laughs> nipple sticker for our podcast. Please. I'm excited now. You should have told me that earlier. I would have been on this podcast ages ago. <laughs> and then I got a nipple sticker. I didn't think I'd lead with it. It <laughs> comes across a bit weird. Maybe you should. Maybe it'll change the results. <laughs> Thank you so much, yeah, Tim. It's been time. awesome having you on here. Um, yeah, it's been fun. And everybody, go check out Battleborn Tactics. Uh, wishlist it. Make sure that you um, and join... Uh, follow, like, subscribe, Tim's uh, po- uh, YouTube. All the stuff. Click all the buttons. Yeah. Go to Discord. Check it out. Join the group. <laughs> like, just everything. Just absorb every social oh, media. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Thank you so much, it was man. Nice talking to you, dude. Yeah, you too. No problem. All right, I'll talk to you soon. See ya. <laughs>